You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-2. And Kipnis lifts this one pretty well and pretty deep to center. Reddick is going back on the warning track. He leaps at the wall, and he caught it! Oh, my goodness, Josh Reddick took a whole run away from Jason Kipnis, and there's one out. Oh, how about Josh Reddick timing that one perfectly? Second game in center field all year long. Played it perfectly. It stole a home run away from Jason Kipnis as he points at Keuchel after Keuchel acknowledges a game-saving run right there. Welcome to another Astros podcast. Keuchel set, 3-2. Ground ball up the middle, Correa dives, stops it, gets to his feet, throws in time, and that is the ball game. Dallas Keuchel, a complete game victory, and the Astros take game one in Cleveland by a score of 4-2. to two. Excellent play by Correa to end it. Boy, was it ever. Just a, a full complimentary of a great team effort in this one. Bottom of the lineup was magnificent. Josh Reddick, offense or defense, you name it. And Dallas Keuchel now 4-0 on the season. A lot of questions have been answered for the Astros at the top of their rotation. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hinch. We'll have to start off by talking about the performance of Dallas Keuchel in yesterday's ball game, a complete game, the first for the Astros this season. And, I mean, that, that was... That that was vintage Keuchel. I mean, we've seen him look more and more like the guy that we were accustomed to seeing in 14 and 15 as opposed to the guy last year. Yeah, it was impressive. You know, he got through his outing with such efficiency. He barely had an inning where he was stressed. And anytime he did have a walk or a hit, he seemed to erase that with a double play. He kept the ball on the ground. He got a couple swings and misses. The balls they hit hard, that you know, a couple of them carried out of the ballpark. But other than that, they had a couple well-placed hits. But um, he continued to make his pitches and 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 keep us in the game and and once we took the lead he was in complete control of the game it was nice to watch him finish how big was it to get that run in the top of the ninth inning to make it a three-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth not only obviously to increase your chances of winning but also to increase Keuchel's chances of finishing the ball game more margin for error sure no it gave him a ton more margin for error he could attack the zone and we needed it with the home run that he gave up in the ninth but um, with the middle of their order coming back around seeing him for a fourth time there was a lot going into the ninth inning but Anytime you get a little bit of a cushion, it, it, it alleviates a little bit of stress on the pitcher, a little bit of stress on me. Um, and even though he had a little bit of action in the ninth, he still made his pitches and, and got got the complete game. And that run you got in the ninth, I mean, Andrew Miller had a lot of hit to a left-handed hitter this year. And, I mean, Aoki gets the, the swinging bunt after having a really good plate appearance. And then Josh Reddick with the base hit. And that's something we've seen from this team, from the left-handed hitters. They've been able to get some hits off of left-handed pitching. Yeah, they've hung in there a little bit. And, and he's not an easy guy. It's probably the toughest guy, maybe outside of Chapman, mm-hmm. uh, coming out of a bullpen in, in, in our league to, to get a hit against, especially left-handed. So. Uh, for them to stay in there, Ioki's battled it bad, and he, and he was very fortunate to hit the swinging bunt. They throw the ball away. Uh, and then Reddick, I think, it got a mistake and, and, and didn't try to do too much. He wasn't trying to leave the yard. He didn't try to force anything. He took his line drive base hit, and, and, and we end up tacking on. So um, anytime you, you score against their premium pitching, you know they brought him in with, with their club trailing, which is also a nice advantage for us moving forward. Um, it's a good feeling to, to, to beat up on some of their primary guys. Some concern in the eighth inning had a collision in right center field with Teoscar Hernandez and Jose Altuve going after a shallow fly ball. Both of them wound up coming out of the ball game. Uh, what's their status at this point? Oh, they're beat up a little bit. You know, Teo's going to go on the DL. He took the brunt of it in his lower leg. Um, you know, there was some concern of his knee. There was some concern of fracture. We've ruled that out. 
Um, so it just looks like he was, you know, in, in, a, in a little bit of a car wreck. And, and Altuve, uh, much of the same, except it was his upper body. It was his, his shoulder. He got hit in the jaw a little bit. Um, there wasn't ever a concern of concussion. But, um, again, he just, you know, those two athletes colliding at 100% is, is just so dangerous and so scary. So I, uh, we're going to put one, one on the DL. Altuve is going to sit today. He's not going to do a ton of activity, although he probably could. Uh, we'll take advantage of, of having a strong bench. We'll bring Tony Kemp up. Uh, to fill in the void behind behind Teoscar and 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 put our team back together, and that's such a, a benefit too. Having a not you know you talk about depth, it's not just at the big league level, also in the minor league level, being able to bring up somebody like Tony Camp when when you have a need. Yeah, it's nice, and these are guys that that were on our team at some level last year, uh, and now they're able to fill more of a depth role, uh, which shows the strength of our team. So obviously, you never want to tap into that depth uh, for reasons like this, but. Uh, it sure is nice to have a, a position player group where you carry 12, but you feel like you're 15, 16, 17 strong with those guys waiting in AAA for their opportunity. The Houston Astros Radio Network. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with the Indian skipper, Terry Francona. And you said something in your press conference before the game yesterday, and you were talking about the Astros adding some guys for leadership. You mentioned McCann and, and Beltron, obviously. And you've always had, it seems like, on your really good teams, those type of guys. I think when you when you look at really good teams, there's usually a guy or two mm-hmm. that you know that that whether it's in difficult times or have a way of crossing lines and and and, and connecting with everybody. Like we had Jason Giambi here my first two years, and he was on his last legs as a player. Mm-hmm. But what he brought to not just our team but our organization. It was so beneficial, mm. and and I felt like I'd have been wrong. I used to tell them all the time, "You have carte blanche, do whatever you want." Yes, and because of you know, I think sometimes managers they want to be the one to deliver every message, and I think I'd have been wrong. And G mm. was so helpful, and I I loved him for it. And then we had Napoli last year, yep. and Nap was a special guy. Now we have a lot of good, you know, guys like Brantley and Gomes, and we've got good leader type guys. Just every once in a while, you'll find that veteran that's really good. And when I look at the Astros, you see McCann and you see Beltran. They've been through it, and I've gotten a chance to kind of get to know both of them a little bit. And they have those qualities yeah. that you know you kind of admire. What is it a coach can't say to a player sometimes, especially when they're young? You know what's funny is when you sometimes as a coach or a manager you say too much and you're considered one you're either over you're over coaching or you're panicking. Yeah. And then when a player does it, it's considered being a really good teammate. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to understand, but it's I real. And I do know yeah. on good teams, the 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 teammates that care enough to maybe have a tougher conversation. And I'm not talking about pushing guys around because I don't believe in that. Yeah. I think, you know, the days of making the, vet, the the rookies feel like they don't belong. I don't agree with that. I never did. Yeah. But sometimes it's one thing to all get along. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I think you got to care enough to maybe have a conversation that is a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's a special guy that can do that. Your last leg as a player, 1989, you pitched in Oakland. Your manager Tom Treblehorn picked you. Why? Why did he pick you? Well, normally it's it's <laughs> it's a guy on the bench, and 
because you always worry they're going to get hurt. Yeah. So when you get picked, there's a pretty good <laughs> chance that if you get hurt, it doesn't matter. Right. And I knew that. I mean, I got it. Um, it was just funny the way it worked out. We had one strikeout that night. That was, I struck out Stan Javier because yeah. to this day when I see Stan, I get on him about it. And it's funny <laughs> because I was struggling so bad. And then I had a decent streak after that that probably kept me in the big leagues. Wow. So that helped. But then the next year, I had to go to AAA. And I spent all but one month in AAA that year. And I ended up pitching seven innings. And it was funny because I gave up one run. It was a solo homer in Louisville. I tried to spin somebody a breaking ball that, you know, it was like that high school curveball that yeah. went a long way. It worked but, back then. But I think I had like nine strikeouts and Dang. a couple walks and only gave up one run. You're throwing a lot of knuckleballs, right? A lot of knuckleballs. Yeah. But I didn't kid myself. When position players are facing position players, they don't want to get embarrassed. Yeah. You know, guys aren't trying to steal because the score is lopsided. But I do think it helped as far as perspective goes. I mean, you try to learn something. Yeah. And if, if nothing else, it gave me something to enjoy because I certainly wasn't doing it on the offensive end or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was my knees were shot. It was hard for me to play. Yeah. Well, that's Terry Francona. Terry, it's always a pleasure to catch up. Uh, good luck the rest of the year. Steve, thanks so much. Robert, listen to this. Went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yesterday, talking about Curtis Blow in the late 70s, a student of the City College of New York in Harlem. Blow was a tireless entertainer and among the first recorded rap solos. And one of his biggest hits ever, the break songwriter Curtis Blow, Robert Ford Jr., J.B. Moore, Russell Simmons, and Larry Smith. I know all those guys. (laughs) One of them is my dad. That's right. That's sweet. Bottom of the third inning, no score, Jan Gomes. Leads things off against Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel delivers a chopper over to the third baseman, Bregman, and sidearms to get Jan Gomes on one pitch, one out. Hey, you know, uh, Curtis Blow and Russell Simmons, they were classmates at City College in New York City. Uh-huh. And uh, Russell Simmons was a, you know, low-level promoter and got hooked up with my dad, who had worked for Billboard, was working for Billboard magazine right. at the time and had been following the early, the start, start of the rap scene and, uh, you know, they, they my dad wanted to get more into the music business side of it. And uh, Russell Simmons introduced him to Curtis Blow and helped Curtis Blow get the first deal on a major label by a rapper. How about that? First pitch to Austin Jackson is in there for strike one. And, uh, by the way, those songwriting royalties for the breaks and a few other songs paid for my college education. Is that right? Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Here's the 0-1. And that ball is delivered to right center field. Hit well. Reddick on the run. Still looking up. And that's gone. Austin Jackson rode one the other way. How about that? Didn't see that coming. That Curtis blows. <laughs> one nothing lead for the Indians. This has been a production of the Houston Astros Radio Network.